Many of the men who walked laps around the prison yard to raise money for cancer will spend the rest of their lives behind bars. I'm in for murder. I was extradited and I've been incarcerated for the past 36 years. Those that's been touched by cancer, irregardless of their conviction or where they're at, they're still human. And I, I think they can relate to anybody who's, who's challenged. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Hi, guys. How are you? It's been a fun week apart for a little while, but I've got some bad news. I've got some good news, but I'll get to that in a moment. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, you're listening one of three ways. First, through my website, markscalia.com, and check out more of that site because I'm always adding some things. And uh, if you want to be more participant, you just click that box you're listening to, and that will send you right over to the broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com. And then you can sign in using a Facebook address, and then you can be part of our live chat tonight. And a third way you can listen is if you cannot listen live, because that's how we broadcast. If you cannot listen live, we invite you to listen to the slightly edited for time podcast version of the show, available through Google Play and iTunes. So that's it. So as I always start the show, every single week, I start with a happening now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? Past that. When? Just now. We're it now, now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. And as I said, it's been an interesting week apart. Apparently, I was on Facebook and everything is wacky on Facebook. Uh, is there some kind of moon thing? There's a moon Every sing- It seems like we have this super moon, blood red, summer equinox, fucking eclipse moon. Like every month they say this is the first time in 500 years. But how can we have a new moon? It's like the same fucking thing all the time. This is a moon. It's our moon. It's not any bigger. It's the it's the same fucking moon. It just it's weird because of the atmosphere. That's why it looks red or yellow or dark or, or light or or because it's it's part of partially uh, it's it's day on the moon or night on the moon or partial on the moon. I mean, what the fuck? Blue moon? What the fuck? It's just a moon for the love of baby Jesus. Leave it alone. <laughs> I'm sick of the fucking moon. <laughs> yeah, so it's a super blood summer ginormous moon and it's the same fucking moon it's not closer the moon is not closer 
The moon does not guess closer. It, I, it, <laughs> first time I took a picture of it, my iPhone didn't look like a speck. It's the same moon. It's not any closer. It just appears closer because our eyes are fucked. <laughs> anyway, that, so if you're into the moon, this is a it, like every month there's a moon thing. It's like having a holiday. There's just new fucking, what's it? The moon, the blue moon occurs when you have two full moons in the same month. That I know, but that's once in a blue moon. Blue moon. Or when Harvey Weinstein touches you in a hotel room. <laughs> Hey, me too. I am a moon hater. I hate the moon. I hate the moon. In fact, I hate, I wish we had another moon because I don't like the moon we have. We <laughs> could be a bigger planet. <laughs> we had a bigger planet. We'd have more satellites. It's fucking crazy. But you know, you know, it's it's not that I hate the moon, and I'll be honest with you. It's not that I hate the moon. I'm kind of in a, I'm in a, a little upset tonight. I'm a little upset today. I had some. I had some bad things happen after after 14, almost 15 years of owning my 2001 Chevy Monte Carlo. I sold it today and I'm very bummed out that, you know, because I know, I know, I know you're not supposed to have this, you know, relationship with an inanimate object, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> but I love my I love that car I love that Like I like my car now But I don't love my car And I loved that fucking car It it hurt like my first money car, Stop heavenly body shaming the moon Rim shot <laughs> I'm talking about how my heart is bleeding For my 2001 Chevy Monte Carlo I just had to get rid of it It started leaking oil The hood wouldn't close um, the emergency brake cables kept going. They were like 300 bucks a piece. I just, it was too much. It was just too much. And I love the car, but I can't do it. So here's what I did. Now, my first car was a 70 Monte Carlo, and I absolutely love the model Monte Carlo. I was really bummed out when they stopped making them because I'm like, why'd you stop making them? Like, they stopped making them and then made them again. They took the Chevy Lumina and turned it into a, a Monte Carlo, and it was still a good car. And then in 2007, they stopped making them entirely so i got really bummed out but because i've always been a monte carlo fan i had never heard the song until today and this is a great song by jimmy durante get out the jalopy and polish the wheels she's gotta be the smallest of the automobile Polish the paintwork and clean off the rust. They won't see our chassis for dust. And when we arrive miles ahead of the rest, everyone will know that our jalopy is best. They'll have to admit she's a car you can trust. So it's not to call a walk, but... Mixed with a little apprehension Monte Carlo or Busty Carlo or Mums 
far away to Monte Carlo. Old Del France, we cannot follow. We hear the French of Mary Pally, and we're gonna win the rally. So we're sure to be the toast of Monte Carlo. Of the jalopy and polish the wheel She's gonna be the smallest of the automobiles Polish the paint point and clean off the rust They won't see our chassis but dust And when we arrive miles ahead of the rest Everyone will know that our jalopy is best They'll have to admit she's a car you can trust So it's Monte Carlo or bust my suspension Monte Carlo That is a Monte Carlo song by Jimmy Durante And I can't believe I've never heard of that song On a practical note, I hope you find a suitable replacement Well, I do have a second car but I've had two cars most of my driving life. And that's not that's not an exaggeration. I think I started driving at 17, 17 and a half, and here I am 50, or almost 50. So I've been driving 30 years. Out of the 30 years, 25 of them, I've owned two cars at a time. What's this? First world problems. <laughs> hey, you want a problem? CarMax, I went in there in June. And they go, look, we'll give you $500 for the car. And I'm like, fuck, car's worth more than that to me. So I kept it. And then, of course, it had more problems than I was willing to pay for. And then I bring it back. Six months later, it's $350. $350. I've got the check. The fucking check. The check is right there. $350 for that car. Damn it. But, well, you know what I did? I went through all my paperwork because I was looking for my title, and I've been downsizing my office. I've been taking all the paperwork, and I've been shredding it and scanning it, and and I've been organizing all my, my stuff and my comedy stuff. And, like, my, my office is much more efficient. I have less clutter, and I'm recycling all the paper, which is great because I'm trying to be a little better. And when you say first world problems, of course, last night, Yes, last night, the State of the Union, <laughs> the State of the Union address, and everybody was like, you know, I watched all the news, I watched Fox, MSNBC, I watched CNN, I watched local channels, I watched it all, and everybody, like, everybody was like, that was a brilliant speech, it was brilliant, he'd read right off the teleprompter, that was a brilliant <laughs> How fucking, how low have we set the standards that a good speech for an hour and 20, I think it was, was read and he didn't go off book. He fucking, he didn't go off the rails like a crazy chain. Young Kennedy had a lot of Vaseline. Oh my God, did he have, I wanted to wipe the corner of his lips. I just, I was like, my God, somebody fucking tell him, get some powder on that shit. And he's like, I'm in Fall River and I speak Spanish. Really? Do you not know that fucking Fall River is mostly Portuguese, you fucking dumb fuck? <laughs> Duh. What? You don't speak Spanish. He might have been speaking Portuguese. I don't know. It sounded like Spanish to me. I don't know. I'm ignorant. I don't speak Spanish or Portuguese. I'm just saying. He made it. Was it Spanish he was speaking? I don't know. 
But it's such low standards. And, of course, you know, say what you want about the president. I'm not a fan. Everybody knows that. I'm not a fan. But fuck, man. Just the Democrats just sitting there. Half of them weren't even there. And just, you know, just fucking not clapping at all. It's like, I understand that's your way and that you want to do it. But, it, you know, if you're going to be that disrespectful, take a fucking name. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just saying that we're going to do it. It's going to be the best. Wait a minute with my teleprompter. Good. <laughs> I just, I hate his fucking mannerisms. I just hate his fucking mannerisms. So let me move on because I got more stuff. So that was the State of the Union. Congrats on reading the teleprompter, Donald Trump. And then, and weird news, train accident. Paul Ryan and some of the members of Congress were on a train that hit a truck. Well, the train didn't hit a truck. Technically, the truck hit the train. <laughs> it's, it's not like the train jumped the rails and went, get that fucking BMW. You know, it just was crossing and boom, fucking hit it. And nobody knows this. Elizabeth Warren driving the fucking truck. <laughs> she was on her way for the opioid crisis. She had a lot of things there. She had a lot of things going on. Anyway, so that's what's going on with the government, apparently. And then, of course, I, I know I talked about it last week, but I'm going to talk about it again. Patriots in the Super Bowl. I'm back. Yeah. I'm back! I'm back! I'm back. Tom Brady. It's supposed to say Slim Shady. Tom Brady. There you go. <laughs> yes. Hopefully. Number six. How fucking sweet would that be? And with the bad hand, he's got to get another fucking ring. That'd be awesome. But I'm worried that if he, you know, if they do win, Bilicek and Brady are just going to say, what else are we going to do? Can't keep winning. Because now it's not even fucking fair. Now it's not even fun. You know, it's like hitting the lottery and then two weeks later hitting the fucking lottery again. It doesn't matter. Somebody did a parody, redid the song, is there a game Sunday? Fuck yeah, it is a game Sunday. Anyway, they redid the song, or they did a parody of the song Hallelujah, which we all like, but they did this. Well, I heard that Brady went to court And David Portnoy showed his support But you don't really care for my we're on to six in the fourth, the fifth Behind we fail, you give a major lift The passing king, he throws to Aminola Aminola Brings tears to my eyes what, is, what the fuck is that? If you could cheat your way to winning the lottery five times Fuck it, shut up Josh He's the goat, brother. The goat. <laughs> so this goes on, and it's really fucking funny, and I absolutely love it. And if you get a chance to listen to it on YouTube, it's on YouTube and Facebook. Check it out. Super fucking funny. My wife brought up Tom Brady's diet, TB12. He's doing all this shit. He's doing everything. 
to do that. And Karen's like, oh, my God, you should see what, what Tom Brady does every day. Do you know what he does every day? And I went, yes, Giselle. <laughs> what? No. What? <laughs> no. Anyway, I told my guest I would call him and we start a little early so I'd have a chance to call him. But you know something? I'm going to let you guys play against him because we got Mike Murray coming to the show. I'm going to call him when, when we're on a first break, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. Yes, we are, because Mike Murray is one of the funniest guys on this fucking planet, and he co-closed with Amy T. two weeks ago at the Salem Comedy and Spirits Festival, and he did a fantastic job. You can actually love him when he comes up. You are listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. From 1981 to 1992, saxophone usage and songs were 9 out of 10. However since 1993 modern day songs featuring saxophones have decreased 87%. Because of this, most of today's saxophones have been abandoned, and some, homeless. At the United Saxophone Usage of America, we provide songs for saxophones. For just pennies a day, you can help these instruments desperately in need. Meet Kenny. Falling on tough times, he performs in adult films. Thanks to your contributions, he is playing in the rendition of Grease for the Robin Kowalski Middle School. Our mission at USUA is to get saxophone usage back to what it was over two decades ago. Please give to the United Saxophone Usage of America, because we can all use a little more sax. This is Chris Gagne. You're listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia on channel. Is there any channel? I missed up the Pizza Hut buffet just to do an internet radio show on a freaking Wednesday night. I got something I want to share with you um, before I go any further. Um, true story. I was deaf. Yeah, that means I couldn't hear. <laughs> I was deaf until I was 40 years old, and then I had the cochlear implants put in both ears, and now I can hear. How cool is that? How cool is that? That sounds awesome. You know, I got my hearing about the same time people start losing their hearing. I'm like the Benjamin Button of sound, right? But it sucked growing up, especially as a little kid, because my father used to do that magic trick all the time where he would pull coins out of my ears I mean, for years, I thought that was the problem. I was like, Dad, keep going. I think I hear something. And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me via the phone is the aforementioned Mike Murray, everybody. Yay! <laughs> How you doing, thank Mike? Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing great. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just adjusting your volume. You know, it's the fucked up thing. I now it's yeah, obviously it's that you know from the first thing everybody knows that you were born deaf and now you have the the implants so you can hear. And the funny thing was, I wanted you as a guest for the show like for a couple years ago, and I was like, how can I call Mike Murray? <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. Exactly. How how are we gonna make this work? Yeah, like and, I I I know when I'm in front of you, we you know because sometimes when you're not wearing them or you have one off or one off, you can read lips and all that, which is great. But then yeah. I'm thinking, there's no fucking way I can have them on my fucking show. <laughs> there's no fucking way. And you know what, Mark? Here's the thing: I don't get many phone calls. That's <laughs> a good thing. <laughs> and and if I do. I sorry, I didn't hear it ring. Yes, yeah. uh, I always got that fallback excuse. But you know what? I hear it ring every time, but oh. I don't want people to call me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Unless you're a booker, of course. Oh my God, that's fucking funny. So, thanks for being part of Radio Wear regardless tonight, and uh, it was great having you at the comedy festival a couple weeks ago. There's uh it's it amazing. Yeah, it was, and you did fantastic, man. And I'm glad because you're you don't come up to this area that often, do you? No, no, and. And it was cool. And and you know, Mark, as you as you know, it's like you've been doing some shows for me. You get stranger crowds, and 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 you love it. It feel feel like new again. Yeah, if that makes any sense. You you're doing the same things, and you know a lot of people. You know, we, it takes years to create new jokes and stuff like that, and they get polished. So when you're in one town. You know, you kind of get burnt out. You've got the same people coming out, and then you feel bad when you see somebody in the audience for fourth or fifth time, even though they say we love no matter how many times you see we we rap but as a comedian. We I I don't know what you call it, but I call it a stranger crowd. So that that was a stranger crowd. Nobody in that audience okay. ever heard <laughs> of me, never saw me before. They so they were gonna hear that I was deaf for the first time. They're gonna hear. Fox make noise, which I've said a million times, but you know, I'm in it for the first time. And and you know what? That's what I love the most. Like, yeah. And and um, it's just really cool. So I really appreciate that show was just amazing. And to be on the Patriots <laughs> you know, uh, playoff weekend, I was like, this is not going to happen. But you somehow pulled it off. Got all those people up there to pay attention. Nobody was looking at their phones and watched that show because it was good because it was just a, it's just an amazing show from start to finish. Yeah, so every thank you again. Oh, you're welcome. That same thing happened to us last year, but we had you know we had almost eighty people, but this year we had our audience was less because I think it was the weather. The weather was just insane. We got all that snow yeah, and it then was nasty. It was really yeah, it, it was, was cold and yeah. It was it, everything was just yeah. on and off. And then it was like 50 like the day before and, you know. Mm -hmm. But anyway, mm -hmm. so let me tell my audience about you. I actually put your stuff in the chat. But for the people listening to the podcast, they won't get to read any of it. This is Mike Murray. And you can actually find him a variety of ways. He's on Facebook, Twitter. And the best way to get a hold of him is Funny for Funds. That's F-U-N-N-Y, the number four. And then funds, F-U-N-D-S dot com. And funny for funds is exactly what it sounds like. But Mike, how, first of all, tell my listening audience, what is funny for funds? Well, funny for funds is a uh, comedy night fundraising company. And, um, and, and it started out as, as when I first started doing comedy shows. And I, I started at 45. So I was already <laughs> an adult and already had a life. I already had family, kids and house and everything, all that stuff. And or and debt. And debt. <laughs> um, so when, when I so basically I had a different group of circle of friends and 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 colleagues. So naturally, people would like I was involved in fundraising with my kids and stuff like that. As to opposed to a comic starting out at twenty one, they're really not around that. So I was started getting asked by friends, hey, 
hey, why don't you do a comedy show? I would say, hey, let's do a comedy show. Um, we'll give the money to the group or whatever. So that's really how it started. And then little by little, as I started doing comedy, I would get booked on other fundraisers, and then I would keep doing mine. And next thing you know, I've done like 600 shows, you know, comedy night fundraisers. Yeah. And um, so what I did was I compiled all the things that worked and then gave more to the client because I knew how, I saw how taxing it was and how frustrating it was to have a fundraiser. So I said, let me do a little more. Let me provide, let me provide the tickets. Let me provide the flyer, the Facebook event page. Let me provide MC. You know what? I'll MC it too. You know, then you start bringing a stage, light sound, backdrop, making an <laughs> event. So a lot of things like that. And then the biggest part of Funny for Funds is my pep rally. When we call it a pep rally. It's um, tips and suggestions based on those 600 shows of what works best. And I pass those along to the clients and they, I say, look, if you take these tips to task, you will raise $6,000 on average. That's the average. So we raised $3.1 million in three and a half years. Holy That's shit. All expenses, which is amazing. Yes. Wow. So it's, it's pretty cool. I found a niche market um, because it is a lot of work. And, and you know, as especially younger comics, they don't like doing fundraisers. They, 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 they right. just don't like the type of people that come out to them. But when you get guys like you and me, we thrive. We love them because it, it's always a great crowd. They're there for comedy, and, you know, and, and you're doing a double win. It's like a win-win. You're helping them raise money. You're laughing. You get paid. Everybody's happy. Yeah. It's really, really cool. And, and you know what's cool about it, Mark? You never have to promote the show. I don't have to sell a single ticket. The client does it. Right. And you, how many times have you been on a show? You don't even know where you're going until the day before. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, hey, Mike, sometimes I get a text. Hey, Mike, where am I, where am I tonight? I don't know yet. I'll, I'll let you know very soon because I, I, I put the lineup together at the last second. And that's the cool thing. The comics are not even on the flyer because it's just featuring New England's funniest comics. And they've the thing about that, the thing about that, the reason why I do that is because, one, if you got an audition or you got a big gig that you just got to turn down, I can't let you go. And then what if 40 people bought tickets because Mark Scalia was on my show? Yeah. I got 40 upset people. Yeah. So basically, I, and I move it around and um, I don't have to, so I really don't have to put a lineup together until... A few days before the show, so that way you know everybody knows where they're going at least. And then I try to get them closer to where they live. And, and it's a lot of things that go into it, but it's pretty cool. I enjoy what I'm doing. Um, and, and you know, you know, it's everything. It, it's a lot of work. <laughs> I know. It's a full time job. I know, man. And you're working your ass off, and you're calling from the car because you were in Lowell, Massachusetts tonight. For the pep, pep rally, for yeah. doing the pep and rally, two-hour ride, yeah, yeah, and you two live, you live in Rhode yeah. Island. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and and then that's the cool thing. We have we have five branches now. This show pep rally I did today was in Lowell because they went to a show way out there and grabbed one of our porch cards. So I didn't have to go out there. I could have did it over the phone. I could have told them all. But you know, that's that's what separates us. I'm gonna yeah. go there. I'm gonna make sure they know what's going on, what we do, and how we do it, and. It's Sound the deal, and, and then that's it. It's really, it's, I love it though. I do. Yeah, and you're you're like a marketing fucking genius. I mean, to make that kind of money, <laughs> I'm serious for that kind of money. No, we took it to the next level. We have online ticket sales for the client. 
where each show can, like when somebody goes, they can either buy a spot, make a donation, or become a sponsor all on their own little online thing that we've created. So um, it's making it even simpler for the client now. They have a link to just yet. We'll create all that. And, um, and, and you know, each show is its own transaction. Fantastic. So, like, um, yeah, it's really, 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 it took 10 months, believe it or not, to, to get this program up and running and, and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to get it going. But we're, we want to be national. That's our goal. We're, we're heading that way. Yes. And that's why I'm in, I was in Lowell tonight because that's what it is. I feel like, I feel like Ray Kroc. <laughs> I'm like Ray Kroc. I'm over here driving across the nation with, <laughs> with jokes. Yeah. yeah. The founder. Let's so, say yeah. he's like Zuckerberg or Winklevoss or Wink yeah. Wink Levy or Winklevosses. I don't know those twins. He's my brother. <laughs> so I get a lot of people on the chat line, stuff like this. So let's do this, Mike. We have another little clip of you during the break, and I want to take our second break. And when we come back, I'm going to play a little game that I wrote especially for you today. Oh, no. Yeah, and we're going to play, and you're going to play against my listening audience. So hang on to the oh, break. Don't, please, I, I, hope, I hope it's not name that tune, because I suck at name that tune. No, no. it's. <laughs> you know, it's, why would he play name that tune to a deaf guy? And, exactly. <laughs> well, what, what I'm going to do is play something equally as offensive when we come back from the okay. break. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Radio Regardless. We'll be right back. Are you seasonally depressed? If so, CSUN Depressitol may be right for you. Millions are already taking CSUN Depressitol. Some people have had changes in behavior, hostility, agitation, anxiety, anger, constipation, excessive gas, and vomiting. If taking CSUN Depressitol has any of the aforementioned effects, stop taking it immediately. Get on a plane, buy a sun lamp, yell at strangers. Good luck. It's going to be a long one. So this is Maria Falzoni, and you're listening to Mark Galea, and this is Radio Irregardless. Oh, I was supposed to say what I do, right? I'm a comedian. And uh, um, safer sex lecturer and um, a mother. And um, I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. You know what? I have no life, but I'm on, I'm on your show. <laughs> Jesus, people, get a life. That's all I can say. Get a life, will you, people? But I can hear that's the cool thing, right? But that day, you know that day when they flicked the switch that sent me from the non-hearing world to the hearing world? That day I learned two things. One, farts make noise. <laughs> they do, they do. Not falling for that shit anymore, you stinky bastards. And two, two, this one really hurt me. My wife wasn't always saying, oh, baby. Plow me like a truck. Nah, what she was really saying was, get off me, you fat fuck. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Knock it off, that wasn't a joke. All those years I thought she was a screamer. 
She was just a yawner. And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And still on the phone, Mike Murray. Very funny comic. Yay. And he does all the funny for funds and fundraising. So if you want to, if you're interested in a fundraiser and you want to make a lot of money at it, and a lot of who doesn't want to raise a ton of money for their charity or whatever yeah. it is, funnyforfuns.com, funny, F-U-N-N-Y, the number four, and then the word funds, F-U-N-D-S. That's it. So, Mike, now you said you've only been doing you've only been doing comedy like three years. You said right? Oh no, no, no! I I, I got my hair in at forty, oh. and then at 40, 45, I stepped on stage for the first time. Oh, because I haven't known you that long. I've only known you for what, like yeah, maybe... you only know me for a few years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I don't even know how I met. I, no, I, I met you at a Bob Mello show. Yes, I met you at a Bob Mello show. I sat there. I just, I, I loved you from the second I saw you. And it was love at first sight, by the way, Mark. Stalker alert. <laughs> <Just there. laughs> yeah, hashtag me too. I, I, I know the exact venue where we, I came in um, and, and I just sat there and walked up front and I said, this guy is just, he's just a pro. He had me rolling. And then we became fast friends. And then the first opportunity I had a chance to be able to book you. I couldn't wait to have you on one of my shows and, and, um, you know me. I, lo- I love having your shows. And when you reach out, it's, it's awesome when I know you have an open date and I can grab you. So that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, no, and I I love it, man. I love working for your shows. He's got good taste. He says, my, bro- my brother just put down, funny for funds is still a better lifestyle than gay for pay. <laughs> <laughs> my fucking brother. Just stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not getting into that. Here's what I will get into. Now, you said, I hope the game that you play is not name that tune, which I wouldn't yeah, do that. That would to. really suck for me. I wouldn't do that because you've only got your hearing, you know, you might not know, and then older songs, and that would be intensely yeah. cruel. I would be a fucking asshole to play music for the guy who recently got his hearing. What I am going to, in fact, do is I am actually going to play something even more offensive. I'm going to play... Okay, what? Okay, what? <laughs> now, I wrote this game especially for you. Uh, oh, no shit. Yes, especially for you. Now, here's the thing. Because you are, I would say, fairly recently hearing... There were a lot of words in the English language that you might not have been exposed to. And especially if you were, you probably couldn't have read somebody's lips to figure out what they meant. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some words (laughs) and you have to tell me what they mean. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yes. And they're very obscure words. And here's what we're doing. Well, we're going to test my... I I am a smart dude, though. All right? And now... I might win because I because be, right, here's one thing you didn't prepare for, Mark. Okay. <laughs> um, deaf people. <laughs> deaf read people. Read, I guess. Read, <laughs> baby. We can fucking we can still I can still fucking see. Let's tell you, I can still see, so I can read. I can fucking know the words. But I gotta come, come at me with the words. Literate as fuck is. <laughs> He is 
illiterate as fuck. Now, you and I have, uh, we're speaking instantaneous, but my listening audience may be on a delay based on their server and their internet. So they have a disadvantage because they're not as fast as you, but there are more of them than of you. And you can guess as many times as you like, <laughs> but is until if somebody else until somebody it. gets it right. This What's is the first the prize? one. The prize is amazing. <laughs> it's an amazingly nothing. Right. The prize is amazing. So this would be like an example. If I said the word lollygag, no, what is that? What does lollygag mean? Dude, I am completely stumped. Uh, but what? I'll be funny. I, lollygag. I do not know what lollygag means. L- lollygag. That was. This is the example. Somebody <laughs> gagging on a lollipop. That's what I would say. No. But that's not what it is. <laughs> it's how Harvey Weinstein gets actresses to do auditions. Anyway, no. <laughs> A lollygag, it means messing around or wasting time. Now, Kim got it. My brother got it to take your time and a task to take too long to do something. That was the example. So it doesn't look good for you so far. It doesn't look good. Yeah, it doesn't look good for me already if I didn't get lollygag. But see, that's a perfect example of my hearing problem. I, <laughs> um, when you read lollygag, it really doesn't explain what it is. No. When you hear lollygag, it's in a conversation, and that's what they're explaining the description yes. of what's going on. So therefore, I lost out on I right. lost out on stuff like that growing up. Yeah, you right, can, God, I'm ready for the next one. Okay, well that was just the example. So here we go. You ready? First one. I'm ready. <laughs> Bumfuzzle. <laughs> Bumfuzzle. That's a real thing, by the way. It's a real word. Bumfuzzle. Bumfuzzle with an F. Bumfuzzle. 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 Did you know a is titmouse a is neither or... a... No, it's not. My brother just said, do you know a titmouse is neither a tit nor a mouse? No, we're not playing that. It's bumfuzzle. <laughs> bumfuzzle. <laughs> and... I, I'm jo- uh, I can't figure this one out. Pass. Pass. Well, well, you would be correct because my brother said to confound someone. So my brother got it right. So because he got it right, he gets this. Well, I get it. It's very clever. Yeah. <laughs> he so gets it's that. one to nothing. It's right. one to nothing. And- it- you Where got, is your brother? Is he there or is he online? What's he doing? He's online. He's one of the online listeners. Who is this guy? Who is, he? is he a comic? Was he? No, he's just my is brother. He? He's just my brother and he's funny. <laughs> Since you got it wrong, you're going to get this. Okay. I don't know what the fuck you just said, little kid. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you just said. Anyway. Okay, give me another one. So, give me another one. Okay. <laughs> Caddy Wampus. <laughs> Can't even say the word. God, one more time. No, I said it. Caddy Wampus. Caddy Mosses? Caddy Womp Us. C A T T Y W A M P U S. Caddy Wampus. Hmm. Nope. Now, you also have a disadvantage. My listeners can Google these words. <laughs> oh, see, and I'm in a McDonald's parking lot at 146. <laughs> this is not, not fair. Not, not fair. I knew I was in trouble with fucking Holly guy. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm over here saying, I'm, I'm over here saying, like, I'm, I'm going to be a hero for the fucking death and stop these guys. And then he hits me with Holly guy. Holly guy. That's probably a word I said. What's that mean to myself? Let me Google it later. And it was too lazy to Google it later. Oh. oh. All right. Let's go. Next one. Next one. All right. My, uh, my listeners are saying. 
My listeners are one. saying that Caddy Wampus is a huge punch. No, it's not a huge punch. It's not. What mm. it is, I'll give it. The, I, okay, I'm going to say nobody scores because i got to put a time element in this. So nobody scores. The, uh, the fuck did you just say? Nothing. <laughs> you got nothing. Anyway, a caddy wampus is a term that you will find in Midland and southern United States. It is referring to something that is in disarray or askew, something that isn't directly across from something. We wow. would Now, in the Northeast, we would say it's, it's kitty-cornered. Kitty corner. Yeah, that's that. Caddy wampus is a southern term. Kitty corner is a so northern term. Ah, yeah. So there you go. So you didn't get that right either. So anyway, that's right. <laughs> oh, my listeners are saying, oh, how about this one? I, I, you know, you're not gonna believe this. You're not gonna believe this. I use the word kitty corner today. Yes. Today, <laughs> I use the word kitty corner. Not the other one, not lollygagging. Not like I say, kitty no. corner, and I because I was describing the stage, and it was going to be. I said, and the stage was like kitty corner over there. Right, and, and then, that's exactly. I today I did that. I swear to God. And sometimes they actually say caddy corner. Caddy corner. A caddy corner, but this is so now you're going to say caddy wampus. <laughs> All right, let's move on. The third one. This is very difficult to word. Oh yeah, the other ones were real easy. It's yeah, hit me with the hot. You know, some have have a set of testicles and just go. Don't fucking know. Move on. (laughs) That's what I would say because I don't. I don't know any of these. I just looked them up. How about this one? This one's really tough. It's nudist. Let me. I got to spell it out phonetically. It's nudistress. You know something? Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep everything easy. I'm gonna let Google pronounce it. <laughs> Here we go. Nudiestertion. 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 <laughs> what do you think that might nobody, be? That, no, nobody. Uh, yeah, I'm just seeing sweeper. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> Uh, it's actually I, I'm, I'm completely stumped. Hey, you know what? I'm, as soon as this interview is over, I'm taking my ears off. I swear <laughs> to God. I'm taking them right off. Oh. I don't want to learn a thing after today. Kip- I learned enough. <laughs> my, my, my brain hurts right now. This my is, brain hurts. But, but listen, Mike, this is a great word. Nudiestertion. It is a word for the day before yesterday. What? <laughs> That's an actual. The day before yesterday is called nudiestertion. Who makes these words? <laughs> what was wrong? What was wrong with the day before yesterday? That was working just fine for everybody. Isn't that working just fine? <laughs> I, I always say a couple days ago. <laughs> so, so really? T- what, the day before yesterday is so much easier to say. <laughs> Who's fucking with people? Come on. These are just very old words that probably nobody uses. Like this one. This one's funny. Tara Diddle. (laughs) Tara Diddle? Tara Diddle. T-A-R-A-D-I-D-D-L-E. Tara Diddle. (laughs) Tara Diddle. That was my first girlfriend. That was Diddle. (laughs) She was awesome. Tara. I loved her. Tara Diddle. Correct. I get it. Very clever. No, it's not, that's not right. 
Oh, <laughs> Tara Diddle. A tara, since that was a funnier answer than anything my audience is going to say, it references someone or something that is filled with pretentious nonsense or something that is a lie. A Tara Diddle. Like a fish story. Oh, like, like a, a like oh oh like a, like a, a fake story. Yeah, a, fake story. Embellishment. It's yes. Embellishment. Like yes. Exaggeration. It's a word that Donald Trump uses constantly to describe CNN. Paradiddle. <laughs> 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 see, paradiddle. Taradiddle. A taradiddle is a fake story, but a paradiddle is an embellished story. I think. Ah. I'm not looking it up. I'm moving fast. You know, some I probably got it wrong. This whole, this whole, this whole program fake. <laughs> it's all fake news. How about this? This was easy. How about a snicker knee? A snicker. Sorry. Wait, wait. Do that one. Snicker what? Snickers knee. Snickers like the candy bar knee n e e. Yeah. A Snickers knee. Yeah, you had me at Snickers. I had you Snickers. Oh. I had you. A Snickers from my knee? No, I don't want that. <laughs> this could be a whole set. This, this is a, a set, this is a whole fucking thing. You keep using the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. But now that's so funny. Oh my god. So a Snickers now, knee. Please, nobody's gonna you, get this one. You do. Guys. A Snickers knee is a long, dangerous knife. It's an old name. It's a it's a name for a very specific long and dangerous knife. But nobody got that. How about this? How much a bu- time did you have, have on your hand today? I just, I, this was a cut and paste. <laughs> <laughs> you know something? Let's only do one more. How about this one? I'm doing the wrong one. There we I go. I feel good about this one. Okay. You feel good about this one? Yeah. How about this? About Last that. one. Bumper shoot. Bumper shoot. B-U-M. Bumper shoot. B-E-R-S-H-O-O-T. Bumper shoot. I win. I got one. <laughs> Nobody got any. <laughs> this is probably the worst uh, game. Not even for a deaf guy. It's for anybody listening. <laughs> uh, you know who would have got every single one of them right? And you're going to agree with it. Ready? Yeah. Mike Donovan. Every single one. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mike's brilliant. There would there, there would have been, if there was a buzzer, there would have been no chance for anybody else. As soon as he said, huh? As soon as I said, huh? He would have been hitting the belt. He would have been all over you. <laughs> my my brother said bumper shoot is a Jamaican car. <laughs> no. You've actually oh heard this God. term. You've heard the term bumper shoot. It means umbrella. And Disney has actually oh. had it in a couple of their movies. But nobody I got think that. That word was invented by the same guy who invented the day before yesterday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you just said, little kid. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna find that person and then punch him in the throat. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, you okay. could do. You could do this one. I don't understand the words you just now, said. <laughs> so here's what you I'm gonna do. See these words, smart. Now, <laughs> I grew up. I say words. I say words as I read them. Yes. And that's where the funny is. So, for example, um, oh, I'll give you. I'll give you one. Ready? Yeah. Jalapeno. Jalapeno? Jalapeno. Jalapeno. There you go. <laughs> but to me, to me, it was a fucking jalapeno until I was 40. 
You know something? Fucking test, I'm, test I'm me the, then. Like, hey, go, 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 put some jalapenos on there. What the fuck is a jalapeno? <laughs> you know those hot, spicy things? Put some jalapenos on there. That's what I want on it. You know something? So when I talk about, if I like my Italian sandwich with um, <laughs> um, prosecuto. Prosecuto, man. Put some prosecuto on there. Prosciutto. Prosecuto. Can't give me another one. I'll fuck with it. <laughs> All right, here's another one. Give um, me another one. Yop. Yop? Yop. Yop. Yeah, I said yop. Yeah, it's yacht. Really the yop. boat. Yeah, the oh, boat. I was saying it as it's spelled. Yop. Yacht. Yacht. <laughs> what are trying to say? What's, what the fucking yacht? Yacht. 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 What's a yacht? Yacht. 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 I always used to call, uh, oh, you know what? I used to love swordfish too. Swordfish. Sw- swordfish. <laughs> swordfish. And oh. if I fell, fell down, I'd scrape my knee. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do? Here's what I'm gonna do. I want you back in six months. I'm gonna rewrite. I'm gonna rewrite this show. Oh no! And I'm gonna re- no, 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 no. I'm gonna rewrite the I show. I'm not coming and- <laughs> on. I'm not coming on. To have you do this to me again. I'm going to you. I'm you to the Rhode Island Society. <laughs> this show is considered a hate crime at this point. <laughs> oh. You're the Alex Weimer of the podcast. <laughs> no, here's what I'll do. I'll get you back on this show in six months. And I will change the words to funny words to words that are spelled like they don't actually say. <laughs> Dude. I will I will do that. I will I will definitely do that. So let me do this, Mike. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let me do this. When you do it, when you do it, when you do it, <laughs> next time when you do it, you say, All right, Mike, what you do is you send me uh, like a text with the words. <laughs> and then I will I promise you I won't look at them, study them or do anything and I'll read them for the first time. Oh no, so no, no. I will shoot s- me a text. I will you spell them out. Text, so I'm on the air <laughs> and I have to pronounce the word and that will be your host show. I'll send, that will be I your host send show. Them out. So let me do this, Mike. Let's take our third and final break and we come back. I know you're in the car. I want to keep it moving. But uh, let's take our third and final break. When we come back, we're going to ask you about your first time, your best time, and your worst time on stage. Hey, guys, you're listening to Radio Regardless. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scully, and still on 
on the phone. I don't know why. Mike Murray is still joining us. And uh, Mike, you'll be interested in this. My, my brother said this. He goes, if he drives into Rhode Island while doing this show, he crosses state lines, and that makes it a federal crime. <laughs> So not only am I guilty, I can be prosecuted in my own state, but now because you cross lines, it is now a hate crime in two different places, which makes it a fucking federal crime. You're like Bundy. Insane. So I'll tell you what, Mike, before we let you go, please, if you would, tell us about your first time, your best time, and your worst times on stage. Uh, my first time I was, um, I actually, at 45, like I said, some, somebody signed me up for um, Frank O'Donnell's comedy boot camp. So I actually went because somebody else signed me up. Yeah. Um, they felt that, that maybe I had a good story and everything. So um, my first time on stage was at Catch a Rising Star graduation class, 200 people in the audience. And um, I, was, I was supposed to do five minutes, and I, I um, blew through the light and did 12. Jesus. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. So I was, uh, I was almost a feature way out of the gate. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was my first time, right? My um my absolute best time, my best show ever would probably um be was a benefit for the station fire um in Rhode Island and it was at PPAC. PPAC is a, obviously a, a very well known venue in Rhode Island and New England and um holds a few thousand people and that was just an amazing, amazing event and I, I did a feature set there. And, but my worst time, this is amazing. Uh, hopefully you got a couple of seconds for me to tell the story. Of course. Um, I got a show, a, a call to do. I'll try to abbreviate as best I can. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah. And said, so Mike, oh, this lady, you know me. Can you, um, want you to come do a, a show at the nursing home. I said, no way. Not in the nursing home. I said, oh, no, it's not for the patients. We're having an employee appreciation luncheon. We're going to have a steak steak and shrimp dinner, like chef and trip, and comedy, you. And I said, wow, that's pretty cool, man. Oh, that's awesome. All right. So it's Tuesday at 12. That was the red, that was the red flag right there. Tuesday at 12 <laughs> in the afternoon at a nursing home. So I get there, and I'm in the office around 11 o'clock. So I said, so tell me more about this. She goes, oh, it's an appreciation day for, for the maintenance staff. And I'm like, oh, just the maintenance staff. Now I'm looking around the building and I'm trying to figure out how many maintenance guys they might have. I said, well, how many maintenance guys do you have? They said, four. And I said, oh, no. I said, it's not going to work. She goes, no, no, they're really cool. Um, we're giving them trips and trips. So I said, all right, well, whatever, right? It's a surprise comedy show. And you know surprise comedy shows never work. Yeah, so, at, at all. At all. So I said, yeah, they never work. So I said, all right, um, so how are you going to get these guys? Oh, at lunchtime we're gonna do it. Oh, they don't work days, she says. I said, oh, they don't work days. So we mean, how how are you gonna get them here? She goes, if it's a surprise, she says, oh, that's the cool part. We told them they have to come in for a mandatory hug teleconference. I said, oh. are you kidding me? These oh. guys want to be home watching porn. They don't want to be here. <laughs> call them back to work and national because they're janitors. Anyways, he goes, but we're giving them different trips. I'm like, all right, whatever. So now I said, so they, she takes me down to the, the kitchen. In the kitchen, they had a table set up for just four people, right? Just four place standards and everything. I said, all right, where are the guys? And she said, they're in the other room, in the conference room, waiting for the conference call. Oh. And I'm like, oh. I said, how are you going to get them in here? She goes, that's the best part. 
I'm going to barge in the wall, and I'm going to say, oh, my God, the ceiling just collapsed in the kitchen. I said, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> she goes, they're going to love it. And they, by the way, go after Leo. Leo is the favorite. Everybody loves Leo. Make sure you attack Leo. He's man forever. Everybody loves Leo. He's a great set for humor. All right, cool. We want you to be raw. If anybody ever asks you to be raw, you go the opposite way. Am I right, Mark? Of course. Don't fucking go raw. Go completely clean. Yeah. But no, that was another red flag. All right, so, so five minutes later, four elderly men come running in the room looking at the ceiling. <laughs> I'm like, they're looking at the ceiling. They're going, what the fuck? And I'm standing there next to a table of four, and I'm like, surprise. And let and me tell they, you some jokes. <laughs> oh, dude, dude, it was horrible. They sat down. They were the average age was corks, right? And Leo, Leo was like like 200. He was like Yoda, right? <laughs> he was the oldest guy ever seen. He was, he was an intern on the Declaration <laughs> of Independence. <laughs> he was a page. <laughs> he delivered it. He was, uh, he was like the people boy, dude. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so now they're sitting there, and now I'm doing my set, and there was only one nurse across the way sitting in a chair watching, and the poor dude. So I'm start doing the whole standard thing where my career is kicking off. Here I am in a nursing home describing the whole thing. And Leo is like rubbing my arm going, it's okay, buddy. It's okay. <laughs> you know? and, I'm like, and then I, I get to my joke, Marco. My Marco joke about, like, I played games differently as a kid. You know, you know if I was at your pool party, I was the only one to play Marco. <laughs> and now they didn't get no, there was no laugh. So now the nurse across the way goes, oh, come on, guys, get it. Get it? It was Jeff. He was playing, playing in the pool. They were playing Marco Polo. He couldn't hear. So he was just playing Marco. You don't get it. Come on. Oh I'm sitting God. there watching the documentary on my fucking joke. <laughs> right? These guys are not budging. So right now, it gets better. They want me to go after Leo. So I'm just going on and on. And you know my joke about my mother on the, the target joke? Yes, the yes. It's a, it's a killer joke, right? Yeah. So I get to that joke, and I start talking about my mother law. Leo starts crying. He oh, starts no. crying with tears and heaving. He goes, sobbing. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm trying to get through this. And I'm saying, what's he doing? He gets up, throws his arms up, leaves the room and runs down the hallway crying. I look like shocked. I looked at the nurse. I said, what, what just happened? She goes, oh, his mother-in-law is sick. Oh, my I said, God. The guy's like, the guy's, yeah, the guy's like 90. That puts the mother-in-law at 127, which is the exact same age of the mother-in-law in my joke. I'm like, I'm going to wrap this up. I just, I, I'm going to get sued. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking this guy wants to kill himself. I'm, I'm like, I got to get out of here. Oh, oh my God. And that was it. So that was the worst show ever. <laughs> ever. So. <laughs> just uh, true story, man. Oh, my God. So you, is you working there this weekend? <laughs> The right thing you should have said was, who books that? Yeah, I, should, I was thinking of that, but I was like, I don't want to work that room. I know you will again, though. <laughs> yeah, who booked that? Yeah, it was horrible. Uh, well, speaking of bookings, tell me, and again, you guys can follow him, and uh, you can see him on Facebook, and he's got his own website, Funny 
four funds, F-U-N-N-Y, the number four, and then F-U-N-D-S dot com. And check him out. Get a show going. And then, you know, you can even follow him on Facebook. You can free stock him. Free stock him on Facebook. That would be great because he likes people and followers and Twitter and all that stuff. So before we let you go, Mike, and again, it's been fucking fantastic having you on. Please tell Thank my listening that. audience what you got coming up. Any any good shows that they can come? And I know you do a lot of the benefit shows, but you do public shows as well, correct? Yes, I do have. I do do public shows, and and um, you know, when, and when, if anybody books me, I do do them. Um, but I do. Um, <laughs> as you know, I'm very proud of my lineup. So even even the private benefit shows are open to the public. So if somebody wants to funnyforfunds.com. They could pick any event. I'll hook them up with tickets. I'll put their name at the door. And you know, my lineups are incredible. But if you want to follow me, I, I do work on now and then. You just follow me on Facebook and you'll hear that I might say I'm in your area tonight. And then if you if you inbox me, I'll put your name on the list no matter where it is. So <laughs> if, if, if any of your three listeners... Want to come to a show? I I'll got, hook them up. I got four tonight. You fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, that's it. That would, um, that would be great. Thank, and, thank, <clears throat> thank you very much. Um, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Oh it my was god! Humiliating. <laughs> well, the other thing is, I wish I was. I wish I was blind. Imagine how bad you were the guy going to bed if I was blind. <laughs> It's it's bad enough to hear this we show. Mike, we got Mike Murray, the blind comic. He's driving home from all. <laughs> that would have given it away. <laughs> oh my god, Mike! Hey, it's been great having you on, man. I I fucking it's just so fucking funny. So uh, I know that we'll be working together soon, and uh, and I can't wait to work with you again. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Thank right. you, brother. All right, bye bye. Mike Murray, everybody. Mike. Murray's so fucking funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> this show is a hate crime. <laughs> That's terrible. So, guys, let me tell you where I'm going to be uh, up in the upcoming weekend. Tomorrow night, Thursday night, I got nothing. February 1st. And I didn't. Oh, you know what I didn't do? I fucking didn't play it. I was so close. Hey, Phil Connors. Man. <laughs> it's going to be Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day on the second, this Friday. I'm off Friday, uh, Friday, Thursday, and Friday. But I'm actually going to be doing the rounds. I'm going to go to. I'm hitting a few clubs this weekend, and then Saturday night, I will be up in Manchester, New Hampshire, at Headliners Comedy Club, telling some jokes up for the, for the lovely peoples and in the wonderful Manchester. So, guys, as always, if you want to be part of the show, you want to be, uh, you want to email the show, radio irregardless at gmail.com. Call the hotline, 219, sorry, 978-219-9294. Next week, we start February. Uh, I don't know who my guest is going to be, but I know they're going to be funny. And if not, it'll be just with me. I'll see you guys next week. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuis. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2017. All rights reserved. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello.